You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. What do I do now? It's the title of this devotion. Do you ever have that? I do. I do. I really do. I often don't know what to do. And Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 19, I could do nothing unless the Father shows me. And the Father loves me, and He shows me all things that He does Himself. And He will show me greater works than these so that you may marvel. Oh, I love that chapter 5 of John. My goodness, do I love that chapter. I've learned so much from it. But you see, not knowing what to do isn't always as negative as we may think, because sometimes when you think, you always know what to do. It doesn't always mean you really do. The Bible talks about being guarded against being wise in our own eyes and always having an opinion about something. I, I, there's a lot of things I don't know what to say about it. I have to say to people, you know, I have to commit that to God. I don't wouldn't know what to say about it. And that also is because I don't feel that it's my place sometimes to judge things. I feel, no, we commit this judgment to God. We commit this to the Lord. And, and so what do I do? What do I do now? Okay, so I want to start here in Psalm 37, verse 7 in the Living Bible. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for Him to act. Don't be envious of evil men who prosper. Stop your anger. Turn off your wrath. Don't fret and worry. It only leads to harm. The wicked shall be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord shall be given every blessing. All who humble themselves before the Lord shall be given every blessing and shall have wonderful peace. That is verse 7 through 11 in the Living Bible. Again, rest in the Lord, wait patiently for Him to act. And sometimes, We have to really kind of hold steady and wait. David says here in Psalm 40, verse 1 in the Living Bible, I waited patiently for God to help me. Then he listened and heard my cry and lifted me out of the pit of despair, out from the bog and the mire, and set my feet on a hard, firm path and steadied me as I walked along. And he has given me a new song to sing of praise to our God. Now many will hear of the glorious things he did for me and stand in awe before the Lord and put their trust in him. Many blessings are given to those who trust in the Lord. Oh, Lord, my God, many, many a time you've done great miracles for us and we are ever in your thoughts. Who else can do such glorious things? No one else can be compared with you. There isn't time to tell of all the wonderful, all your wonderful deeds. You have accepted the offering of my lifelong service. And I said, see, I have come. 
just as the prophets foretold, I delight to do your will, O God, because your law is written in my heart and on and on. Oh, how I love this Psalm 40. It's one of David's great messianic psalms. The book of Hebrews in chapter 10 quotes from this chapter, from this Psalm 40. But I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he listened and heard my cry. What do I do now? Wait patiently for God to act. Wait patiently by calling upon his name and trusting him. Seek the Lord, it says here in Isaiah 55 verse 6, while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God and he will abundantly pardon. What if you've made some terrible mistake and the devil whispers and says, okay, it's over now. You've ruined it. It's finished. Don't ever let the devil decide your future. Your future is not in his hands. Your future is in the nail-print hand of our Savior Jesus. And he paid. And yes, there are often painful consequences to go through when we've made the wrong choices in life. But he will carry us through them and he will enrich us in the process so that when we come through them, there will be a grace about us we didn't know before. There will be a goodness and a mercy and a gentleness and a humility and a meekness and a kindness about us that when you look back at it and said, you know, what happened was wrong and what I went through was so painful, but God has worked it all together for my good to conform me to his image and transform me into his likeness. Catherine Kuhlman made a statement that stuck with me. She says, I walked a mile with pleasure and it chattered all the way, but left me none the wiser for all I, all it had to say. But when I walked with sorrow and sorrow walked with me, what I learned that day. So for every stone that bruised my foot, for every mountain I've climbed and every valley I've passed, I am truly grateful for in this I've seen His grace sufficient. Every one of us folks goes through things in life that God would have prevented. But okay, we didn't listen. And yet God's mercies are so phenomenally good that even in those times, we can learn how His love and kindness is better than life itself. And you need to allow God to work in you when you go through these things. You see the Lord speak to His children when they go through difficulties. It's amazing. Here, Jeremiah was living in that time when Israel was going into Babylon. And Jeremiah is called the weeping prophet. I love Jeremiah. Oh my goodness, I love that man. He says, Lord, please help me because even at my best, I make a mess of it. So chastise me, discipline me, but not in your wrath, lest I be consumed. The living Bible says, but remember, be gentle. In other words, and then he says in another place, Lord, you have searched me. You know the way I go. In other words, you've brought me into that place that every time you see, I surrender to you, I submit to you. 
Jeremiah was a man who went through so much trial and hardship and difficulty for such a long time. 55 years was the length of his ministry, I believe. So it's a long time to be in ministry and go through the trials he did. And he was so harshly treated by his family who got so offended with the anointing and gift that was on him that was confronting the king. Sadekia and all these other leaders in those days that all felt convicted by the anointing that was on him and they weren't free to just do what they did without knowing they had to give an account to God because of the anointing on Jeremiah. And they persecuted him forcefully, painfully, would throw him in a pit where he's up to his chest in the muck and, and he's left there to die. But the king felt convicted that he mistreated God's holy servant and would bring him some food, but didn't take him out because he felt threatened by the people around him. Oh my goodness, what Jeremiah went through. What Jeremiah went through. And then the people were taken captive and were taken off to Babylon. And he had to watch all of that. He had to watch all the mayhem and the sadness and craziness. And then he says this, in the middle of this, listen to this. This I recall in my mind, and therefore I have hope through the Lord's mercies. We're not consumed. If it wasn't because of God's mercy, we'd all be destroyed. But through the Lord's mercies, we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. They are new every morning. Oh, hallelujah. They are new every morning. God's compassions are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait on him. What do I do now? Wait on the Lord. Wait for him to act. Look to him. Call upon him while he is near. Draw near. Draw near to him while he's near. Call upon me. Him. He will be merciful to you. He will answer you. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Lamentations 3, verse 21 through 26. So what do I do now? I wait on the Lord. I wait on the Lord. So listen, I have something very important in this devotion that I felt from the Lord I should share with you. And it's here in the book of Zechariah chapter four. It's a famous chapter. <laughs> listen to this in closing. When you say, what do I do now? Maybe you're going through marriage, marriage difficulties. Maybe you're going through ministry difficulties. Maybe you're going through financial difficulties. Maybe you know, whatever the challenges are. It's like when our daughter Gabriella went to be with Jesus in 1998. You know, what do I do now? Virginia is having milk, but no baby to drink from it. Virginia was in such agony of soul, and yet she so rested in God, relied in Him. You see, you could trust in Him, and still you could feel the pain of the circumstances. You could trust and believe, and still the pain can be severe. And, and I'm walking back and forth in the living room while this is happening, and I'm just praying. I don't know what to pray. With my heart, I knew Gabriella was in heaven. With my mind, I didn't know what to say why she was not here. If you would ask me, why is Gabriella not here? I would have said, I don't know. But I do know God loves me, and I know He's good, and I know He's always with me. 
and I know that everything is in his hands. And I would just kept saying that and praying that. <laughs> and then God did a phenomenal miracle as we waited on him. Really incredible miracle and gave us Mariah, who's such a beautiful daughter. She's 24 now. Oh my goodness, is she a delight, is she a joy. And she's married to Jamie, whom I love with all my soul, like my own child, even though he's the son of Mark and Helen Augel. And he's a beautiful man of God. Oh, and such an anointed worship leader. So what do I do now? Okay, listen to this in closing. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 1. And the angel who talked with me came back and wakened me as a man who is wakened out of his sleep. So it's very clear that the prophet shows he was not physically sleeping. He was spiritually slumbering. What is it to be spiritually slumbering? You're in the flesh. You're in your own mind. You're not in the mind of the Spirit. You're not in the mind of God. You're in your own thoughts, in your own feelings, so you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. What do I do now? I don't know. I don't know what to do. And so the angel came and wakened him. What do I do now? The Lord wants to waken you to what he has for you to what he's predestined you to, to what he's prepared you for. He wants to waken you. So he said to me, what do you see, Zechariah? And I said, I'm looking. Oh, I love that statement. What do you see, Zechariah? I'm looking. Well, what do you see? I'm looking. And there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lambs with seven pipes to the seven lambs. Two olive trees are by it, one at the right hand of the bowl and the other on the left. So I, I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? So listen now. Zechariah was seeing the answer to what he didn't know what to do about, but it didn't connect with him. It, he didn't get understanding, revelation, because he was slumbering spiritually. He was not awake spiritually. So the answer was there, but he couldn't connect with it. So the angel woke him spiritually to connect with it. And the angel talked with me and answered and said to me, do you not know what these are? You know what they are. You know what this is. And he said, no, my Lord. And he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, and so forth. Oh, all of that is so powerful. <laughs> what am I saying to you? What do I do now, Lord? Wait patiently for the Lord to act. Call upon him, draw near to him. Let him wake you up to begin to connect with what he has prepared for you now. I tell you the truth. The answer that you need above what you could dare ask, hope, or pray is here. Come on, again. The answer you need above what you can dare ask, hope, or pray is here. 
Now the Lord is waking you by his spirit, wakening you by his spirit. Come on, hear the word of the Lord. He's wakening you by his spirit to see it, to understand it, to connect with the answer and see it come into manifestation in your life. Wow. Amen. Have a good day.